Hello, everybody. Welcome to the First Day Pod. It is me, Leanne. Hello. And I am going to be the only one hosting tonight. Um, Mr. Michael Govier couldn't be with us. Um, he says hello. Um, so this is, yes, the First Day Pod. And it is the first day that I am doing the podcast on my own. So I am nervous and excited, and I'm really, really hoping that I'm going to be able to see some of you guys in the comments because that is my favorite part of the podcast. Um, so what we decided to do for today is um, we don't have a guest. Um, so we've, hey, Ed, hello, hello. Okay, let me see. I'm going to test this out to see if I know how to. Okay, awesome. Okay, so hello, Ed. Um and I will not know who is watching unless you guys actually comment. So just so you know that. Um, oh, and Josh is here. Oh, this is good. Okay, so I was nervous, but now it's all starting just to get exciting. Um, so yeah, so the topic that we wanted to do today um, was embrace your and. And I'll explain what that kind of means. Um, I, for, I don't know how many of you guys know, but I have always wanted to be like a coach. Um, I don't really like using the word coach because I don't I don't believe that I'm really gonna be like, anyway, don't need to get into it. But more of like a, like a confidant in your journey of life. Like I really, I've gotten certified. I have, I think two certifications in it. I might have three, I'm not sure uh, if I finish that one. Anyway, so I um, am certified as a coach, I have never done full on paid programs. I've done things that have been free as trials and let's see if this works and let's see if we can get results. And we always do. Um, but I have this fear, limiting belief, whatever you want to call it, that I don't actually step into it. Mike is always telling me that I should just be going for it and I don't. Um, and so I've actually like gotten a whole program together called Embrace Your And, all about us embracing the different, unique things in our life that seem contradictory. So I get a lot that I'll say I'm doing something or I'll say that I feel some way and then I'll get, oh, I thought you were fill in the blank, the opposite feeling, the opposite, opposite whatever. Some examples are, you guys know that I do nails, so I sell Color Street. When I tell people that, they say, oh, I thought you were a kitchen designer. Are you not doing that anymore? Yes, I'm doing that and I'm doing this. Um, I just told a girlfriend we're going to be going to a summit. It's a woman's um, ambitious female summit on Saturday. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to be driving in with one of my girlfriends and I told her, I said, just so you know, I'm nervous about going to this. Um, so you might see me a little bit different on the car ride there. And she's like, what? I'm shocked. I thought you were extroverted. You were all of these things. And yes, I am, but I'm also terrified and an introvert. And you can be both things simultaneously. So I wanted to talk about that um, just to see. I know I'm not alone. I know that there's a lot of people that have these things. So I would love to hear from you. If you're listening to this in the podcast form um, and you're not in the comments, I would love for you guys to email us. Um, our email is 
firstdaypod at gmail.com. I would love to hear what your and is. You probably have a bunch. Um, and Ed, Josh, anybody else that's watching in the comments right now, um, I'd love to know some of your ands. I think that not embracing our and, not embracing both parts of us is something that's really limiting us. So a lot of the time, and I'm just going to speak for me, that's what Mike and I always do. You know, we're not experts in any of this, but we, I mean, he's, he is, he's getting his master's, but what we are is just talking from our own perspective. And hopefully that can help other people think about things differently. That helps us grow. So I think that when we're labeling ourselves as a certain way, if we label ourselves anyway, an introvert, an extrovert, I'm shy, I'm an athlete, I'm lazy, I'm anything that you put after I am, it's really, really powerful because they say that I am is the most powerful words in the English language. Whatever you put after that, your subconscious starts believing. Um, and that becomes really, really dangerous because if we're not being careful about what we're saying, then we're going to live into a life that we don't want and we're really creating it. So when we say I am something, and then we tell somebody that we're something else. So like when I say, um, like with the nails, for instance, when I say that, and then somebody says, oh, I thought you were, I thought you did the kitchen cabinets. That starts playing in you. If you can't embrace both of them, you start feeling like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this side job. Maybe I should really be focusing on my career. I focus on my career. I adore my career. I love my clients. I love tonight. I was working. I got to work at 7.45 this morning. I left at 7.30, and the only reason was because I had the show. So I love my career, but I also love doing the nails. I also love doing this podcast. I also love all the other things that I do. So um, Josh says, it becomes the inner voice within our heads. Amen. It really does. And the more that we instill that by saying, I am this, I am that, another example that I have done and I have noticed is if I say I am tired, I can make myself tired. So I can literally have a, an amazing sleep and be eating well and drinking my water and doing all the things that I need to do. But if I'm working on something that is taxing on my eyes, I'm in front of the computer, I'm designing and it's taxing and it starts making me tired. If I say at the desk, oh, I'm so tired, I'm tired, wow, I'm tired, I start getting more and more tired exponentially faster than just what the computer would be doing to me. But if I can start talking about something else, I can be tired because I am tired in front of that computer, but I can also be excited about the work I'm doing. And if I can focus on the thing that I actually want to create, I can focus on the excitement. I can focus on the rest of it. And that's what I can start living into. Tonight, I was nervous, like so nervous to come here. I was talking to Ed before the show, actually. And I was like, if I can just catch my breath, it'll be a good show. <laughs> 
Um, Cause I literally could not catch my breath, but I was also excited. And I decided to focus on the excited. So embracing our and the duality of the two things I think is really important. Okay. So I've got things popping up here. I'm going to put it right on the screen. So Ed says, I'm a pharmacist and a parent and a friend and a brother and son. I am also intimidated by others and are energized energized by connecting to others. Amen. Okay. So yes. Um, and I am so glad to be able to call you a friend. Um, that last one, I am also intimidated by others and energized by connecting to others. I'm with you there, Ed. I am. I think that's why I have such a hard time going into networking meetings. But then once I'm there, I love the conversations. So that's why my girlfriend was like, I'm really surprised because she's gone to networking things with me. Actually, I shouldn't say that. We've been at networking things together. We've never driven together. So she's never seen me sitting in the parking lot talking myself into going in. She has only seen me in the conversations connecting with people. That is awesome, Ed. That's a really, really good one. Okay, so Josh says, the catch-22 is that this concept works with the positive and the negative. Absolutely, 100%. Yes, so that's why we have to really start being super conscious of it. And that's why I think that we need to start embracing. So when I say like, I think we should be embracing our and, we should embracing be embracing the parts that we love and that we want to create more of. What tends to happen is we get caught in this loop of focusing on the and, like the the part of that that we created earlier. We either created when we were, you know, really sick and going through a lot, and maybe it was, you know, a year or two years or three years, and then it turned into, I am sick, I am tired, I am this, where you can also still be feeling all of those things, but then you can feel this other part. And if we can focus on, I'm not saying that it's going to reduce, well, it will, but I'm not saying that it's going to cure anything. It's not going to cure anything. But I think we've talked about on the show that in any given moment, any given moment, we can only be one feeling. We can only be like in a split second. We can only be thinking a positive thought or a negative thought. It's just the way that our brain is. Now we can multitask and we can be feeling two things at like two different times or yeah, but at a split second, we're focusing on that one thing. At that split second, we've got that negative thought, but then we can turn it into a positive thought the next millisecond. But in that moment, we're only thinking the one. So yeah, Josh, we can be doing this on the negative or the positive, but if we can become more aware of it, we can start focusing more on the ones that we want to create in our life. And then what that'll do is that'll just keep expanding. Those moments will turn into minutes, which will turn into hours and days. We'll fall back, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I really think we need to start focusing on that. Now, there's another part to that that I, I'll hope to remember to get back to, but I see other comments, so I want to throw these in here too. So Ed says, I'm looking forward to advancing my career and enjoy where I am now. Boom. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. We can love growth, but we can also love where we are. 
there's a lot of people I'm always going, going, going and wanting to grow and wanting to advance and wanting to do all these things. But people say, why can't you just be happy where you are? I can. You're absolutely right, Ed. We can be happy where we are and want to do better. Um, oh, I love these. Ed says, I'm funny and sarcastic and I am sensitive. Yes. Yes. I love that, Ed. Um, just a warning, everybody, if you are going to, <laughs> if you are going to be commenting, I mean, these have all been awesome. Usually Mike takes the reins on this. So he's able to read it and know if it's a comment personally to us, um, or if it's a comment for going out into the group. I'm just going to tell you guys now, if there's a comment, it's coming up on the screen because I'm not reading it before and putting it over. I'm just throwing it up and reading it on the screen while we do this. So just wanted to let you guys know, um, I don't see anything personal in there, but if you do have something for us, please, um, if you're too shy to share it here, um, please do um, email us. Okay. So Josh says, I am an introvert, but people who have met me, um, I can also be extroverted when needed. It is important to be mindful of negative self-talk and work to work through our anxiety of a situational, uh, a situation and face our anxiety or fear to better ourselves. Yes, 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 yes. And yeah, and I think that's, that's a big one there, Josh, is being mindful of our negative self-talk. So even being aware of it, because when we're feeling anxious, we get to ask ourselves, why do I feel anxious? Not just, I am anxious. That's one of the things that are really, really detrimental is if we're starting to live into that and saying, I am anxious versus saying, I feel anxious. It does not sound like a big difference, right? It sounds like that's the same thing. You know, I am anxious. I feel anxious. Who cares? Your subconscious cares. So when you say I am, you are living into it. You're believing it. It's becoming part of your being. When you say I feel anxious, then you're able to control that. You're able to say, okay, why do I feel that way? What happened to make me feel that way? What am I thinking to make me feel this way? And then we get to change the way that we think so we can feel differently. I think that's what you're saying there, Josh. And that was, that was really awesome. Um, and facing, I'm just going to throw it back up there too, because you also said that we need to work through our anxiety, um, of a situation and face our anxiety. I wish there was a way that like, I can highlight things in here. (laughs) That would be really, really cool. Cause I think that's really important. I think you guys know, we are always saying it is really great to go and see a therapist or a professional that you're able to speak with. The big and there is that it needs to be, I'm in therapy and I'm doing the work. Josh and I talk about that all the time. There's a big difference between going to therapy or reading these books or listening to these podcasts and then just continuing on and saying, oh, well, that podcast didn't help. Okay, well, that therapist didn't help. Well, then it's because we're not doing the work. So I really think that, and I'm not like trying to preach Um, I have been told that when I get excited about these kinds of things, because I like, I really do get like geeked out for all this kind of thought um, and mindset and all of this, that I sound like I'm preachy, but I'm really not trying to be, I just love this kind of conversation. 
So I think that's a big one. I'm getting help. I'm seeing a professional and I'm doing the work. When I'm on my own, I'm working through these anxious feelings, these thoughts, all of this process. Um, Okay, so let's see. This one is from Ed and this says, (laughs) mine, well done, Ed. So it says, my name is Leanne and I am powerful and compassionate and I can forget these character traits. You want to make me cry on my own podcast, do you, sir? (laughs) Sneaky, sneaky. Thank you, Ed. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Okay. I, yes, I do feel that. So thank you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Ed is part of our uh, book club. Ed is a dear friend of ours. um, And I am just, I'm so grateful to you, Ed. Oh my gosh. You too, Josh. I love, 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 love you. And not just because you're my brother, but because you are always showing up and you are always doing the work. I am so proud of you. So boys, thank you so much for being here. Um, you guys have totally made this super easy. Um, so yeah, so keep it coming because we're, we are going to try to keep them. Um, we used to do these podcasts. They used to be an hour. Um, it is, said that is better to keep podcasts between 30 and 40 minutes. I agree. I'm not really a big one for listening to podcasts that are really long. Um, Mike has made in the beginning, he was like, well, if you stop a podcast, you can continue listening later on. And I was like, "Eh, except for I forget (laughs) to go back. So I like to listen to them all in one kind of sitting. So um, we are trying to do these in 30 to 40 minutes. Um, so I'm going to really try to keep to that. And I think it's going to be pretty easy because we're already at 18. Um, so that is, see, I'm getting super excited about it. So Mike was not here because he is, he's having a little bit of, um, he's fine. He's fine, but he just is not feeling hundred percent right now. And so he was like, do you want to do this on your own? I'm now thinking, I mean, I do know that you know, he's not feeling a hundred percent, but I'm also thinking that maybe he is doing this on purpose because last night he said, Hey, what do you want to do the topic? And I was like, Oh, I don't care. Whatever you want. And he's like, Oh, do you want to do your embrace your and? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Let's do that. Let's like you and I, Mike, let's do that together. And he's like, okay. And then today, this afternoon, like, I don't know what time, but let's say like four thirty, five o'clock. Um, It was, oh my gosh, babe, I'm really sorry, but I don't think I'm going to be able to show, like do the show, but can you do it on your own anyway? I think this might've been a ruse for him because he knew I would get super excited and I needed to get out of my shell and start embracing this part of me, this part that I really want to step into, um, whatever you call it, just holding people's hands as they walk through this journey of figuring out who we are. You know, I feel like every decade we really do change when people turn, you know, they turn 30, they turn 40, they turn 50 or in the fives when it's like, oh, I'm 45, I'm 55. I really do. When I wish people happy birthday, I tell them, I hope that you have and you make it the best decade yet, because I think that we really do change a lot. They also say every seven years we change. Um, but I think it's really easy to kind of look back at how was I in my twenties? How was I in my thirties? How was I in my forties? 
think one of the hard things is that we create these goals and we create these things that we want to live into when we're in our 20s. And then when we're in our 30s, we're like, oh, I didn't hit those things that I wanted to do, but you hang on to them. And do they even still serve you? Um, I'm now in my 40s and I'm realizing that, wow, I really should have, and I know should is like, you know, one of the worst words ever, but it would have been really cool if I would have been more introspective, if I would have been more self-aware in my early 30s to say, instead of, oh, I didn't hit these things that I wanted to hit. Instead, I said, do I even want those things anymore? It would have been very cool. And now in my 40s, that's where I'm at. Now I'm like, are these things that I even want? The hardest part is when you say that you don't want them anymore and people say, what? They'll say, oh, oh, so you're just settling? No, I've changed. I've grown. I actually don't need those things anymore. Or I've I've changed my mind because I've learned more things that have created a different vision of the possibilities that I want. Um, And society just doesn't, it's not made up in a way that it's, it embraces that. And I also think part of it is because we're afraid to embrace that. And we're afraid to embrace that other side of ourselves because we're not comfortable because we haven't been living into that. So it's new, it's change, change is scary. And because that's a natural thing that we kind of, we go into the comfort zone, right? We go into the places where where we feel that we we have ability because we've been doing the thing for so long. Because humanity is like that, then when we see somebody else that's going to be stepping out, we lovingly tell them, are you sure you want to do that? Well, I mean, we don't even say that. We say, well, I mean, shouldn't you stay in your job right now? Like, shouldn't you do this? Shouldn't you stay here? And like, we try to pull people back down to where we are because we are afraid for that person to change. The other thing is that we're afraid that they're going to change and they're going to leave us behind, not realizing that if our friends are changing and growing, then we can change and grow with them. And that is a really exciting thing. Okay. So things are happening. Let us see here. So Josh says, it is when we face our fears and anxiety. We all have that moment after facing these situations where we realize we worried about nothing. Boom. I can't remember what the stat is, Josh. Um, you probably know it or maybe Ed does, but it's something crazy like 90% maybe of the things that we worry about never, ever come to fruition. So um, yeah, that is that is absolutely huge. Um, facing our fears is hard, but I will also say the more we face our fears, the easier it becomes because then we have um, evidence that, you know, it didn't kill us, that we still kept going, that we grew and we felt good afterwards. So um, anyway, that is awesome. Josh also says he got you to embrace your and realizing you can handle the podcast on your own, Lee. You're right, Josh. You're absolutely right. Ooh, okay. So Ed says, before my 50s, I lived in my head. And now I live in the world with others. That is beautiful. I'm so happy that you're out here and out of your head. And you know what? That's the other thing. Like, we like to make these big, um, and I know I do this too. I really do this too. That like, now I do this. But you know what? Like, 
I do this on the whole, and this is where I want to be for the majority of the time, but I also fall back. So like right now I'm on a health kick. I, today I drank three liters of water. I was so proud of myself. I'm doing this well journal that I'm actually like keeping with me by my side with a pencil inside of it that I can write everything down, writing down what I'm eating, what I'm thinking, like everything. So I'm on this kick where I am really feeling healthy. And I know that if you put Nutella in front of me, I would probably still go and grab a spoon. I don't even care what we put it on. It can just be on a spoon. I know that I can still have these two things. And what happens is when we say, okay, I'm healthy, I'm going to be this. And then we, we have that spoonful of Nutella, then it's like, oh, I didn't do the thing. I'm not that way. Who was I kidding? Who am I to think that I can be? You can be both. You can have the Nutella. And instead of berating yourself, you can just hop back on, maybe have a little bit more water, maybe do a little bit of exercise, maybe to go to bed early. So then you can calm yourself down and get a little bit more cortisol out of your body for the next day. So we can do both of those things. Um, Josh says, priorities change throughout your life. Yes, absolutely, says the father of two. Yes, Um, they absolutely do change. And I think that is really important because then you do, you change what you want and what you need. And so exciting. I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends about that too. If your priorities are changing, but the circle that you're in doesn't change and they can't accept you for where you are in your life, that can really cause rifts in that. Um, especially once you become married, once you start having children, it is a good idea that like, if you have really good friends that you just love each other unconditionally and you want to help each other grow and you want to see each other expand and you want the best for each other, which sounds like the definition of friendship, then that's great. Keep them for 50 years, a hundred years. That's fine. But what usually happens with friendships is that there's so much other stuff going on. And if you don't have that mutual respect and you don't have that excitement for each other to expand, if you're having one of those moments or seasons where you're not growing and you're not expanding, which is okay, but your friend is, and you can't be happy for them, that's not great. Okay. So you don't have to be friends and super, super close. I had this conversation with Mike because I like, I have a really hard time with that. Um, but he made a really good point that you don't always have to be a hundred percent into something if it's not serving you anymore. And it doesn't mean that you have to cut it off completely, but you can, you can step back away from it and, and reevaluate where you are and who you're hanging around and where you're spending most of your time. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So Mike is listening to this. So Palazzo Podcast Fantasy Sports says Leanne loves journaling as a tool. I really do. Um, it is a really powerful tool and it's one of those tools that are like, you don't want to do it. Um, I mean, I do, I really, I really love it. And I have been journaling, um, since I was probably, I wish I would have kept all of them. Um, probably since I was like eight, nine, something like that. Right. We had like diaries, maybe even sooner than that. 
And when I had diaries, which were just journals, that's all that it was, um, you know, girlfriends of mine would be writing in the diary all the time about the boys that they liked and the things that they loved and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff, which is great. I'm not taking whatever. (laughs) If you're still doing that, great. I think you should. I think you should have a gratitude journal. I think that's really powerful. But that's what they were doing. But I'll tell you, when I wrote into my diaries, I would go months without writing in it. But the times that I did was when I really couldn't figure out my feelings. When I was really feeling like, oh my gosh, I just have to lock myself in my room. And I would just take out my diary or my journal and I would write and just keep writing or draw or do something inside of there. And it just naturally made me feel better because things came out that just made sense to me because it wasn't, it it becomes when you write pen to paper, it is no longer your thinking brain. It ends up being the subconscious. Everything starts coming out and you just keep writing. Um, It's a really, really magical process. And I can't believe I've been doing this for as long as I have, but I literally have been doing it for over 30 years. And um, now I just make it, I try to do it even in the good times. And now with this journal, I'm going to be doing it every day. I'm doing a one goal for a hundred day challenge. Um, and so that's my goal. It was going to be to work out because I want to get fit and, you know, summer's coming and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, no, you know what? That's going to be my goal because I really want to become aware of the things I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So yes, Mike, thanks for pointing that out. I do love it as a tool. (laughs) Okay. So Ed says, I have fear and I am courageous. I am not afraid of mistakes because I am willing to look for the lesson. I love it. Yes, 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 yes. And a hundred times. Yes. Josh says, sometimes people are only in our lives for certain situations, etc. They are not always meant to be around forever. Amen. What is the saying? There's a saying about that. It's, um, some people are meant to be in your life for a season or a reason. Um, There might be another part, but I'm not sure. But yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think back to friends that I've had that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're not friends anymore. Or boyfriends that's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're not together anymore. But like, it always is for the best because you keep growing out of it. And like, I got Mike in the end, you know? So like, I can't imagine my life being any better with anybody else. My life is so good with Mike. And I'm not saying that because I'm on this podcast with him or because he's listening, <laughs> but I can't imagine it. But when you're getting broken up with um, or you're breaking up with someone or you're not becoming friends with somebody or something's happening, it's hard to look at the 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 what is this going to turn into because you're just like you're heartbroken and you have to go through all that. And I think we do have to feel all of those things. And I think we can feel heartbreak and be excited about the future. Like I think we can do all of these things. Um and I think we need to feel the feelings as they're coming up. Uh do 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 so let's see. Um papa, let's see. Is this oh yes okay so this is a new one. So Josh says I have notebooks that I still have that I still look at from time to time and just realize the different mindsets I have been over the years. That is so awesome, Josh. Like I, okay, I just heard something. It was very cool. I think it was Mel Robbins. Anyway, she said this thing about jealousy, that jealousy, all jealousy is, is desire. It's just a point that you can see 
what you truly desire because you're not jealous of anything unless you want that thing. Like I am not jealous of people that climb Machu Picchu. That I've never been jealous of that because I have no desire to do that. Um, I do get jealous when I see people walking around New York because I just always want to be there. Um, so I, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I'm jealous, Josh, that you had the forethought to keep those so you could reflect back to them because I did that for many years. And then I went through this, you know, one year, one word for a year. That was like my thing for the last, like, I don't know. I've been doing that for like six or seven years where you pick one word and that's like your theme for the year. And one year it was purge. And so I was like, yeah, it feels so refreshing. Like I'm just going to purge everything. And I purged my closet. I got rid of like too many shoes. Oh my gosh. Like enough shoes because they went and I donated them and it was very good. But like I had too many to begin with. So I did all of the stuff and it felt really good. But my journals also were victim to that. And that is something that I'm really jealous that you have that because that's something that I really do desire. And I actually do keep them now. So I have like a little bag that I kind of keep them in. Um, so yeah, keep that up, Josh. I think that's really, really awesome. Um, Josh also says, it seems that you both went through what you needed to go through as individuals to come back to each other after all that time that has passed. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I think back, it is so funny because when I think back to Mike and I 1.0, when we first dated, like, what was it? It was uh, 12, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, 11 years ago. Anyway, when I think back to that, I think of a totally different relationship with a totally different man and a totally different me. Like I can't even, I think about certain situations and I was like, there is no way I felt that way. Like there's no way I acted that way. There's no way. And there is, that's exactly how I was. I was a very different person back then. Um, and like I said, like every seven to 10 years we change and we grow. And, um, I shouldn't even say that we change. Sometimes we don't grow. Sometimes we wallow, we get into our mind, we get into our head and we let that become the norm. And, you know, that's okay, but you just have the opportunity to choose different. Um, okay. So do it seems that you both, okay. So here's the next one. So Josh says, um, but we can also see things we have written down and see how we have, um, all have evolved over the years. Yes. Yes. Also, have you found Josh, because I have found this. So when I look back at things, there's certain like epiphanies or like things that I had, I guess maybe it wasn't an epiphany, but when you have those aha moments and you're like, this is it. And this is going to be the thing that changes everything. <laughs> and then you do that thing for like a week or two, and then you totally forget about it. And then you know, like a year can go by or six months can go by and you go and listen to it or you, so for me, I've been going back to past podcasts because I kind of black out during these podcasts. I don't really, I don't really know what I'm saying because I don't have like notes in front of me. I'm just, we talk. And that's what I love about this podcast is that we just have a conversation. And so I don't remember everything that's happening, but what's cool is I can go back and listen to it and be like, oh my gosh, I loved that idea, but I didn't 
keep it going. So we can actually like learn from ourselves through those journals. Um, yeah. So, okay. Thank Josh. This is awesome. Ed says, I am single and I am happy. What? Not possible. Everybody thinks that you need to have somebody. Not. Um, that is awesome, Ed. Uh, I used to believe I can only be happy with a partner. Exactly. That a lot of society believes that. That was before I gained self-awareness. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to keep that up for a little bit for whoever needs to read that again. Um, that is huge. That is absolutely huge. Funny story. And this, you know, I've heard this story a lot of times in different ways, but it's very similar for a lot of people. Um, the week prior to Mike and I starting to date again for 2.0, I don't think he likes it when I call it that, but anyway, um, I swore off dating. I was done because I was like, you know what? I am happy being alone. Like I do not need to go on another first date. I do not need to go on another. I don't need any of that. I am so happy where I am and who I am. I don't need a man in my life. And it has nothing to do with men. Um, I'm not a man hater. It's just, I was like, I didn't need any one to fulfill me. But that's the story that I hear a lot is once you get to that point, that's where people come in because you're not needing that to be fulfilled. Nobody wants, I don't want that pressure. I don't want the pressure that it's me that's making somebody else happy. That sounds exhausting. But knowing that you can enhance people and they can enhance you but that you guys are okay separate. That's awesome. So Ed, thank you for sharing that. That was amazing. And if you guys are listening in the podcast, um, like the audio, please head on over to YouTube, Facebook. And I think we're also on Twitch. I think that's what it's called. Um, head on over there because you're going to see, actually, I shouldn't even say Twitch right now because everybody is coming through. Half of them are coming through, um, YouTube and half of them are coming through Facebook. So head on over to one of those. So then you can be part of the comments um, and, you know, read some of these. So Josh also says, I have things written down and I was struggling with my mental health and notice wording or attitudes that shows when my mental health was not well. That is really cool. Do you share that? I mean, this, you don't have to, you don't have to answer this, but I'm wondering if you share that with Becky, um, because that's really really eye-opening actually. If you can go back and you can see the way that you were speaking, I mean, I'm sure, you know, as your wife, she probably picks up on those things, but there can be like clues that she can see and then help you knowing that you're going down that path again. Mike has picked up some things that I do when I'm not doing really well. Um, and you can tell where I'm starting to fall again back into where I just don't want to be. Not that anything's wrong with it, but I don't want to live in that. So one of my things is if I've gone more than a day without making my bed, because sometimes, yes, sometimes I will wake up and I am like rushing out the door and I just don't make my bed. Usually I make it, but if it goes two days, three days that I haven't made my bed, that's an indication that my mind is not there. I'm not feeling the way that I want to feel. If you start seeing clothes in my room, that's an indication. And it's not because I'm too busy. It's because my mind is becoming too scattered. So, um, yeah, Josh, that is a really, really 
good thing to go back and like see that wording and those attitudes that were happening. Um, okay. So I could literally do this like all night long, but I am going to try to cut this now, um, because we are 40 minutes into it. Um, so I'm sure we're going to have these conversations again because I absolutely adore them. Um, Ooh, I am going to say one Jan Taylor. Hello, Jan. Um, she says, hello, Leanne, you are doing, oh, you're doing a great job. Okay. That was, that was nice. That's not why I was putting it up there, obviously, but thank you so much, Jan. I was just so excited to see you on here. Um, and then Josh just says, no, it's for me. She notices other things. Some of these things I have written down are a reminder of where I was with my mental health to where I am at now. That's amazing. Yeah. You definitely don't have to share. I just thought it might be a really good kind of tool for, um, to help our significant others and people in our lives. Um, anyway, you guys, this was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me. It definitely would not have been the same if you weren't here. So thank you. If you're listening to this in the replay, um, you can put it in the comments or you can, um, DM us. Um, so we're at first day pod. I think we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Um, Twitch. I believe we're on Twitter. I don't really go over there. Um, or you can email us uh, firstdaypod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, as you guys know, Monday nights from eight to 10, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. Oh yes. Look at that. And it's see-through right there because of the green screen and up there, oh, up there. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart. We are about halfway through the book right now. Uh, if you want to be a part of our uh, book club, it is Monday nights, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. We start on time. We end on time. The conversation is amazing. Um, and we are in the, we have all the nominations for the next books that we're going to be doing. And this week we are voting. So if you want to know what those books are and you want to vote on the next um the next books that we're going to be reading please reach out to me and we can get you involved in that as well anyway thank you guys so much big hugs and i'm gonna let mike do like a proper um outro or whatever you call that for the the audio for you guys thank you so much i'm so happy that you were here for my first first day pod bye guys <laughs>